Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. On Friday, September 23rd, there was a court hearing in the Megan Boswell case, and it was a big one. Megan Boswell has been in jail for the last two years. She's charged in the death of her little girl, little Evelyn Boswell. Megan has a total of 19 charges, including two counts of felony murder. Evelyn was just... Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Just over a year when she went missing, and family members hadn't seen her in months, and after several months, Megan's dad decided to report Evelyn missing. And by March of 2020, Evelyn was found deceased. She was found at Megan's dad's property in a playhouse, a playhouse that Megan used to play in when she was a child. Now, Megan told several lies to the authorities about the whereabouts of little Evelyn, but even the authorities literally said she lies every single time, and they said, I mean every single time. But Megan eventually did say to the authorities that she knew Evelyn was dead, but she said that Evelyn's death was because she was sleeping and she accidentally, or her boyfriend at the time, accidentally rolled over and smothered little Evelyn. But she said she didn't know the location as to where Evelyn was. In court on Friday, they discussed the official cause of death of Evelyn. We've been waiting for two years to hear about it. The autopsy information has been sealed up until now. They talked about admission of photographs in court and also Megan has a request for change of counsel. Apparently she's not seeing eye to eye with her attorney Brad Sprouls. So in this video we're going to talk about what happened in court that day and what actually happened to little Evelyn. You're not going to like it. So now let's get into it. Megan Boswell was indicted on 19 charges related to the death of her little daughter, Evelyn Boswell. She's charged with two counts of felony murder, one count of aggravated child abuse, one count of aggravated child neglect, one count of tampering with evidence, one count of abuse of corpse, one count of failure to report a death under suspicious, unusual, or unnatural circumstances, and 12 counts of false reports. Now, in those false reports, before she said to the authorities she knew that little Evelyn was dead, 
She said that Evelyn was with her biological father, Ethan Perry, and that Ethan wouldn't answer any of Megan's texts or voicemails. She also said that Megan's mom had little Evelyn and wouldn't return her because Megan owed her money. She also said that in another version that her mom gave little Evelyn to some unknown person so that Evelyn could have a better life. So the story kept on changing. We saw weird things in interviews with Megan giggling and laughing and it just goes on and on. And when it came to this accidental death where Megan said that, you know, either her or Hunter at the time was her then boyfriend, um, that they accidentally rolled over on her while she was sleeping. The TBI agent in court said she claimed that it was an accidental death that she and her boyfriend at the time were sleeping in bed and when they woke up that morning that she was unresponsive that she had been smothered. Now we'll get to more of that in one minute. But in court they talked about where Evelyn was found and when. So that was March 6th of 2020. Now, the TBI agent was in court, his name is Brian Fraley, and he testified um, where she, little Evelyn was found, and he said that Megan's dad asked TBI to search on his property. The agent said, we received a call from the defendant's father talking about property, a storage shed on the property. He believed it may have been valuable for us to look in it and search, so we did respond and search that, and there was a playhouse. Behind that, we found the body in that playhouse in the trash. Can. Now, when authorities opened this playhouse, Evelyn was found within one to two feet. That trash can was there, and inside of that was a trash bag, and inside of that was little Evelyn inside. We'll also talk more about that in a minute. Evelyn was last reportedly seen by a family member on December 26, 2019. That would only make her 13 months old. They did say that she was 15 months, but that was when they actually reported her missing. So a forensic pathologist was in court and testified Friday and she announced that little Evelyn died by asphyxiation. And she said the cause of death was asphyxia with four different mechanisms and the manner of death was homicide and mechanical means obstruction of the airway. And there was four different ways or reasons that Evelyn would have passed. Now, here's the horrifying part and I'm gonna warn you, it's this is a warning. Not only was Evelyn found in the trash can, but little Evelyn was found upside down in the trash bag in the trash can. And a gray and white blanket was tightly wrapped around her head and under the blanket was aluminum foil tightly wrapped around her head. And under that was little Evelyn wearing a little purple fleece onesie and it was half done up. In court, they talked about it was partly done up and her little leg was hanging out. The pathologist also said that there was an unnatural folding of her body. She actually said that Evelyn's head was so far back it was touching her back and that she wouldn't be able to breathe, let alone anybody she said would be, wouldn't be able to breathe. So upside down and then the head unnaturally back. So the pathologist did say that Evelyn couldn't have died by someone rolling over on her, one that she was too old for that to happen, and she also said the environment was not conducive to that. So what this means now, if we think about this, um, they're saying it was asphyxiation, and they're talking about the different ways 
that contributed to her death, which means Evelyn was alive when she went into that trash can. I mean, how absolutely maniacal is that? Let me know your thoughts, comment below. Now that blanket that was wrapped tightly around her, it was so tightly wrapped around her face that it caused indentations on her face. Actually, it caused her facial features to flatten. That's how tight it was. There were photographs, it didn't show it in court, but the photographs were um, discussed in court and the defense was objecting to some of these photographs being shown to jurors. The defense said those particular pictures would result in an emotional reaction from the jury, which would hinder their ability to reach a rational decision. But the pathologist went through each picture and stated why she thought that the picture was important scientifically. She said the pictures would help a jury and help them decide if the death was either accidental or if it was intentional. She said that by seeing these pictures, they can see that the foil wasn't just tossed in the garbage, but Evelyn's head was wrapped in the foil and the blanket was so tight and that Evelyn's face was flattened and also that her body was unnaturally folded. She called it like an, a reverse S shape with Evelyn's head back. She says she was sort of compressed in the can. Her head was completely tilted backward, severely overextended. She was in a distorted fetal position. Her facial features were pretty much flattened. She even said that uh, with her knees, it was compressing into her, um, into her chest. Now, she was also upside down as a reminder. So there was all these things and she was pressed up against the trash can. The district attorney was talking about these pictures and said, you know, there, there's no open wounds or blood or facial expressions in these pictures. So he wants these pictures obviously to be shown to the jurors. He said that in all homicide cases, these photos are disturbing because at one point the pathologist did say that, you know, the pictures are disturbing, but he said that they're not overly gruesome, but would provide the full scope of what happened to little Evelyn. The judge ended up ruling that half of the pictures are allowed and half of the pictures are not allowed. There's one picture that will be shown um, in black and white instead of color. And then there's one of them, it was exhibit 23 that showed a close-up of Evelyn's face after all these layers had been removed from her and that was disallowed. There was also another one that was not allowed and the judge said it absolutely bothered him and that he worries about the jury. That picture was of a different angle and showed the unnatural folding of Evelyn's body. So that was not allowed. Now the defense said about the ruling, he said, I kind of thought that's where the judge would end up, omitting about half of the ones we objected to and ruling in our favor in about half. Some were clearly graphic, even the pathologist said they were disturbing. So it's true that she said it was disturbing, but she said it in a way that it would be disturbing to those who, who viewed it. Megan was shown pictures of Evelyn in a 15 minute recess that they had, and she ended up coming back into the courtroom and she had tears. Now. Her attorney, Brad Sproul, said she was upset, no question, and I think anybody would be. The pictures we went through are very graphic and very disturbing. Now, in this hearing, Megan also wants a new lawyer, 
and she addressed this, but she's saying that her and her lawyer aren't seeing eye to eye on things and they had issues just even preparing for Friday's hearing. She said, I'm not trying to give up the plan for my defense, but there are witnesses and things I feel like need to be done that we are having differences on. And it is said like who the witnesses are, this kind of thing. Her lawyer said, she's always been very respectful to me and I think I have to her too, but we had a disagreement and I think we both will work hard and if we can't rectify that, then we will bring it back to the court's attention. The judge did deny the motion for Megan getting a new lawyer, but he did say that if it continues to be an issue that Mr. Sproles is to let the judge know. But the judge said, it's not making sense to me. These are not valid reasons to fire a lawyer. If that's it, then the request is denied. He also said it would take another year for trial if she does get a different lawyer. It's been going on two years already. He says, at the end of the day, whether the lawyer agrees with whatever your decision is, he or she is bound to go forward if it's within the bounds of the law, if it's legal. The next hearing is on December 16th, 2022 at 1.30 p.m. And that is regarding a change of venue motion. Megan's trial is expected to take place in February of 2023. It was supposed to be um, September 26th, just in two days, but it was pushed back to February 6th, 2023. Check out here to see the Megan Boswell case and all my coverage on it. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like, and please don't forget to share. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon.